Welcome to the Success After Barber School podcast, where we give advice to new and seasoned barbers on how to reach a six-figure income through training, mentoring, and coaching. If you're new in our industry or old in our industry and are ready to join the top 1% in earning a six-figure income, this is the show for you. Welcome back to the Success After Barber School podcast. Today, our guest is Albert Walker, the entrepreneur, the owner, the barber, the celebrity barber in Green Bay, Wisconsin, the man, the myth, the legend himself. Mr. Albert, you there? Yeah, how y'all doing? How y'all doing? Thanks for having me. Awesome, awesome. So let's start off with several questions back to back. Give us your name, where you're from, how long you've been a barber, and why you started. Okay, my name is Albert Walker. I am from Chicago, Illinois, to Wisconsin way back in 2001. I was kind of visiting in 01. I came, it became official in about 2002. I've been a barber for a quite a long time. So long, I don't even want to say, but <laughs> let's just say I'll just share a bit of my journey. I started cutting hair in about 1987. And what started me into cutting hair was uh, my sister had went to a pivot point cosmetology school in Chicago. And the second day they she came home, she had a kit. And mind you, she's three years older than me. We born on the same month, same day, three years apart. She, she's three years older than me. So I'm thinking my big sister know what she's doing. Man, she tore my head up, messed me up. I didn't go to school for a week. And then I just started cutting my own hair. And so I started messing it up. I got better and better. And then people started asking me, who cut your hair? And then I say, I did. And nobody believed me. So I started cutting my hair in front of my friends. Then I started cutting their hair. Then I started cutting everybody else's hair. So after about 87, let me see. I say after about 11 years of that, uh, I was all in the streets. I was heavy into the streets in Chicago. I'm just blessed to be alive. I should not be. I am definitely beating the statistics around here when it comes to the longevity, the lifespan of a black man, especially in Chicago. Like uh, I should have been dead or in prison forever. And though I have a lot of prison sentences, I'm probably just a point in my life where I spent more time outside of prison than I have in. But during this journey, while I was in prison, I learned how to cut a diversity of hair. I knew how to cut hair. So when I went in jail, I was looking for something to do. I started cutting hair and there. And um, started cutting everybody hair in there as well. But I still had, I, I struggled with the street. So um, time went on. Somebody suggested I should go to a barber college just to get my license. So I'm like, uh, I got out the penitentiary one time and I tried it. And a lot of great stories behind all that stuff. But pretty much I went, I attended Kang's Barber College in Chicago, Illinois on 51st of King Drive. Started cutting in shops right after I got I actually, I was cutting in shops before I went to barber college. And that's what pushed people was pushing me in the shops. Like, yo, just go and get your license, bro. Just go get your L's. You know how to do everything. You in here, just go do it. So I finally did and uh, went through some struggles there. Still in them streets bad, though. You know what I mean? I was I was one of them dudes, for real. So I, it took me a long time to learn how to even fit in. So fast forward, time went on, and I ended up coming to Wisconsin. And there was no reciprocity here at the time. So I started the apprenticeship program here a little bit. But I was still a little, uh, uh, they, they have a saying, every, no matter where you go, you take you with you. And uh, my mom told 
told me that. She's like, boy, I don't care where you go. It's good that you're getting out of Chicago, but remember, you take you with you. And though Chicago was a big part of the problem, I was the problem. You know what I mean? So I brought me with me and and it took me a while to learn how to acclimate and uh, adjust to, to this community here. But through a long process, going back to Barber College, ended up in the Senate fighting to get some laws changed here and things like that. So that brought me here. So I say I've been cutting professionally since about 1999. Wow. I've been cutting since 87. So, yeah, yeah, I've been around a while. Definitely. Love it. So what motivates you all these years? Like, What gets you out of bed these days in this profession? Um, I have a a real love and passion for what I do in the process of me trying to adjust and understand what life meant. Something always drew me back to cutting hair and that what it was is I just like doing it. You know right. what I mean? I like, I enjoy the art of it. I enjoy seeing a person pleased and happy with the outcome of the cut. To me, there's no greater reward. I mean, obviously we all are trying to earn money, but there's no greater inner satisfaction than when I hear a person say things like, this is the best cut I ever had in my yeah. life. Or, wow, this is amazing. I did not know. Or even yeah. just a smile. And I, I enjoy knowing that I can lift the heart of a person right. by lifting their image, uh-huh. by, by um, enhancing their image and, and bringing out the best in them. And so I, I just try to do that. Honestly, I do that from the perspective of a barber, but also as a counselor and an encourager. I love to encourage. I love to build. For a long time, I tore down in my communities. And so for me, it's an honor and a joy. After you've seen so much death, after you've seen so much blood, after you've seen so many things wrong happen, and you're able to survive that, overcome it, it gives you a sense of appreciation that's unmatched. Like it just puts, and I'm thankful for it because a lot of people ask why I do, can't understand how I push on or how I keep going. Because every day I wake up, I remember there was a time right. where I was lost. Right. Up. I had no, like, I remember sitting in um, Stateville, not Stateville Penitentiary, I was another time, uh, Joliet Correctional Facility. That's the one they they filmed that, that old series, Prison Break. Right out of it used to be a series called but i was in that prison and i remember sitting there and looking at some names on the ceiling some dudes i thought was dead but it had their name and then the year that they and it was just like the year before i'm like i thought he was dead he in here okay but anyway i'm looking at that and um i'm thinking to myself i don't know where i'm gonna be at i I have no idea where i'm about to be in life i was just thinking about where i'm gonna be in 10 years and i couldn't see nothing and it just felt like i was gonna either be dead or in there and I, though it was messed up at that time, I was just like, I guess that's what it is. And so when I think back to those times and I look at, bro, I've been given, like I said, I'm not going to get into my a lot of my history, personal history and background, but I should be in prison forever. Like I should not be on the streets right now or I should be dead. And so knowing those two things in and of themselves, it's like I've been had a second chance at life. And I see so many young men and young boys coming through the shop that that remind me of what me at that time and what I was going through. And I understand that the, the barbershop is a huge place to pour out a lot of love. For me, as a barber, if I go somewhere and I don't know where, where, where 
what, what's going on in that area, I'm finding the closest barbershop. Right. Because the barbershop always has they they hand they the heart of the city sits in the barbershop. When right. you see all of the the people that frequent that shop, the different people from different walks of life, different fears of influence and stuff, it's amazing. And it's like, yo, I have an opportunity to really impact my own life, those who I that are in my family that I care for, and then my community as well. And so once you get in that kind of pocket, it, it's such a beautiful thing. Like I just don't, I just want to deep dive, dive deeper in it because this field that we are in, I mean, I've cut politicians, movie stars, athletes. I've just been blessed to do a lot of that. And I've cut criminals, yep. lifers. Yep. Like I've cut everything under the sun. And so knowing that and seeing that, and then I have an opportunity to touch every facet of, of life because yeah. of that. Yeah. So to me, that's just an honorable, awesome thing. And I just, I just want to take it to the next level. Right. And whatever I could leave as a mark to the people and, and to other barbers and other men and women, because I live as an example before the women that come in there like, yo, this is what I want. I want your son. I want your husband. I want your boyfriend to come in here and be able to identify with somebody who's going to be wise and tell them good things and somebody who's healthy soil around them. You know, I want to be a healthy seed some healthy soil you know yeah, what i'm saying definitely. I, my thing is so reap repeat yeah you know so reap repeat you either sowing or you reaping something somebody else sold yeah and you're gonna repeat that cycle through your whole life uh -huh. and it's either you're not gonna sow and be a taker or you're gonna be a producer facts so check this question out check this out right because you hit on a couple things that bring me to my next question and uh you really nailed it you really put the nail and on uh, hit the nail on the head so mentorship right how important is it for young barbers as well as people in general to find themselves a mentor to help them move forward i think that if one um just to be outright answer that question it is vital i'm not going to even call it important i'm, I'm going to say that it's vital and the reason why it's vital is because if you don't have those things and you just get out there there is a high probability of you creating um, a lot of bad habits and a lot of atmosphere that's going to be detrimental. See, the thing about barbering is it's a, it's a gift and a curse, yep. right? Because you have to work hard and have to be disciplined, but yet most barbers are people who cannot be disciplined <laughs> <laughs> in a lot of other fields. Most right. barbers be like, I can't work for nobody. I can't. Guess what? You got to work for yourself now. So you're going to work for somebody. Facts. You're going to work for this business. You're going to, and, and if you want to survive, there are certain things that you have to do. And so wisdom says this, get around somebody who's been out here for a while. They done already stepped in them potholes for you. Yeah. They, they had, they got all the bumps and bruises and scars for you. Experience, I still believe is the best teacher but it does not have to be your experience. Right. I You can learn from my experience. I right. can tell you, look, man, I went down the road over there. It's a big old, old ditch. I fell in it. Don't go that way. You can't get through. Right. Now, you can learn from my experience right there, or you can go down that road and learn from your own experience. Facts. But it still will be the best teacher. Facts. Right. So that's how I feel about it. I, I just think that it's very important. You need people to help you. And it gives you an opportunity to avoid a lot of... 
I look at it like this. If you go back and you look at old teachers, biblical scholars, anybody who's uh, uh, from the thought realm of and we are blessed when we can pick up these books that they write and all of this wealth of the history of their life and learn so much with without actually having to experience all that they have experienced. Right. And that that is what this our younger generation misses, because a lot of them don't even want to pick up a book. Right. And this the 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 generation that that we have now, nobody's really being that peace. And when when you look into our inner cities and stuff, it's like our youth are abandoned. You know, we got 14, 15 year old kids out here just. Right. right. So that's how mentorship is. And, And take it from just a natural neighborhood sense into a barber setting where you're trying to give a person one skill sets to complete the task that that you have to do in barbering but also to help them understand that you're shaping, you're helping frame lives. People that sit in your chair, they're taking in. That time you're sitting there, they're taking in or you're taking in. And you want to make sure that's healthy, good stuff. And so wisdom says, hey, a young kid sees, you know, he got a buddy out there still in the streets getting all his money. He's, he's his barber. He's paying him his money. Yo, the old barber says, look, let me tell you something. I'm not telling you not to make your money, but you need to be very, very careful with your clientele because that man could have a death wish on his head and you could be the one in the way when the bullet comes. You get what I'm saying? So you got to give him wisdom to say, yo, and then choose. And I'm not saying cut that man off, but choose wisely how you deal with certain clientele so that you can build them up and they don't tear you down. You know, you need to learn how to build clientele a particular way right and then it's just so many facets of this barbering from from the mental stamina that you have to have the emotional stability that you have to have all the way to the skill set you know there's a million things that i get to before i would even stop at the skill set the skill set is one thing but for a person who's been going to school i'm not as worried about it because you have the basics you might not your your joint might not look good (laughs) but right no, you ain't gonna go in there and, and um pour hydrochloric or, or, or uh, hydrochloric acid or or some uh uh the the, the stuff they put up uh, the hydroclonic whatever acid yeah, yeah. that they put on your face. You ain't gonna go do a razor shave with it. You know what I'm saying? I I get that. those are the main things, but we want to be able. And let me say this: when you ask me that question, I I did a radio show, Jerry Bader show, a couple years back when the manager's license stuff was going on. And this lady, Rhonda, said, you know, I'm a manager's, I got my manager's license, uh, it's very important. Well, how important is the manager's license over the other, over the regular license? Well, it's not much, we know that it's not much that you learn if you were to get your manager's license versus having your regular license. Right. It's more about time than it is more education. Facts. But anyway, with that being said, I had a person telling me, I mean, she was saying, you know, someone needs to be there. These new students are coming out. What are you going to do if a new student, uh, what if what if there's no manager there and a, and a new student wrecks the color? What are you going to do? She going to wreck a color straight like that. I mean, it's, it happens. Right. This is what happens in life. If you have a, a, I don't go get a manager trained specifically in managing a McDonald's that has to go get an education to manage a McDonald's. You get what I'm saying? If the manager is not good, the shop or the place will not be good. Facts. It's not about, oh, you're dealing with chemicals. Every chemical that you touch in there 
that student has been trained on. Yep. Just like you have. You didn't get no secondary special training on chemicals that's going to help you keep things safer than they right, are. Right. But the mentor piece that is very important. Her mentorship along with that was important. And that's, she tried to tie the two together. And I said, no, mentoring, I'm down with. We're coming up to our last two minutes. So real quick, if you had 10 times the budget you have right now, what would you spend it on? HR resources, back office, building, marketing, actually just strengthening the structure. There you go. Because once you have a, a, a your system, once you lock down a system, that's when you can take off. Once you have your, your discipline with your time, your schedule, you have systems in place to run your shop. All you got a tax guy, you got to, I'm going to tell everybody, get a good tax guy, a good insurance man, a good banker, and uh, a good lawyer. A good business lawyer. Your four best friends four major in your business are going right. to be, yeah, you need those. So, but with that, that is, I would strengthen those things. Yeah. Because now once you roll in and you got that working, the world is yours. The world is yours. Facts. Albert, we're at the end of our time, bro. I appreciate you. I'm going to see you in a couple Sundays like we spoke about. I appreciate yes, you so much for being a fill-in on, on such short notice, bro. Stay blessed. Stay, stay positive and keep moving forward. If you're new in our industry or old in our industry and are ready to join the top 1% and earning a six-figure income, hop on the email list to get updates on the show and live notifications for the newest trends or to be featured on the show as the Barber Spotlight of the Week. Let's go. Let's grow.